Welcome to the Emergency to Emergence minicast, produced by Sterling College. I'm Nakasi Fortune. And I'm Dakota Lacroix. Join us as we spend a few more minutes with our guests, lifting up the people, expressions, and material that inspire or nourish them. In these brief interludes, we'll connect with our listeners, our guests, and the thinkers, authors, artists, and activists who are not only engaging in ecological thinking and action, but also fostering community-engaged responses that offer hope. And today we are joined again by John Zaber. And John, from our last conversation, we had such a wonderful time with you talking about education and bicycles and all of these other wonderful things in your world. And we wanted to follow up and ask, who are some of the inspirations um, that are some of the people that have inspired you along this journey towards um, inclusive and, and, and accessible education? Just recently, or not just in the last couple of years, uh, Father Greg Boyle, who's a Jesuit priest in Los Angeles, who, who is the founder or one of the founders of Homeboy Industries, oh. that works with um, men and women that are have recently been incarcerated or and or have left the gang life and are trying to become... Um, contributing members of society, have healthy families, um, use their experience to divert others away from either being incarcerated and or joining a gang. And his overarching philosophy is one of kinship and relationship, and that it's through kinship where a lot of the healing comes into play. and helping to address trauma in people's lives. Now, John, is that does is that an organization you said, Homeboy Industries, or is there a book that he wrote in particular that um, we could reference? There, I, there are sitting on my shelf. Uh, there's two two books that I know of. One that he wrote, and one that um, someone else wrote. And Homeboy Industries is a training program again for recently incarcerated folks and or ex-gang members and they have um restaurants homeboy restaurants that are run by the members of homeboy industries so they're um again former gang members recently incarcerated they tried a homeboy industries plumbing business but there was some reluctance to folks welcoming former gang members into their home so the plumbing gig didn't work out very well but they help folks find jobs and provide counseling and uh they run an 18 month long program and at the outcome of it is generally a job that's waiting for them or Mm. that they've been working with uh and and john is there is there a similar organization or, or similar people doing um that type of work here in vermont I don't know. That's an interesting question. One of the things that I'm involved in um, is it's called Circle of Support and Accountability. And you're, you go through a volunteer training and then you're teamed up with a group of people and someone who's been recently released from incarceration and basically um, become their moral support 
um, uh, maybe not moral support, but um, you meet with this person once a week and provide guidance and respond to um, behaviors that they're choosing or thinking of doing and reminding them where they can end up if they choose the wrong behaviors. So um, it's based on a program actually that came out of um, Canada, I believe. And John, where could people find the resources to uh, learn more about this program? Um, I think the Department of Corrections website. Um, mm. There are regional restorative justice offices around the state, and they are the ones that are usually facilitating the COSA circles. Everything's been kind of back um, backlogged because of, of uh, COVID. John, who who are you reading right now? Whose whose work are you following? Well, um, that's always a good question. I just finished a Louise Erdick book. I'm not quite sure if that's her correct last name. Called um, the Night Watchman, and it's a semi-fictional novel about her grandfather, who led the effort to prevent the government from terminating um, their local Indian tribe. Mm -hmm. um, they were going to just consider them gone and we're going to move them off the reservation. And through her grandfather's efforts, which was a very grassroots effort, um, they succeeded in not being removed from their land. I think I just heard a wonderful interview, John, on Fresh Air with, with that author regarding that book you're speaking oh, of. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful book. It's, there's multiple stories going on that all kind of are woven together at the end. Really, I hadn't, I hadn't read her work before, but she's a very skillful storyteller. And John, to bring in some cinematic audio here, is there anything in the moving pictures or the multimedia realm that is something you recall or go to over the years that, that uh, we could share with our listeners? A favorite movie or that, that just speaks to you? Yeah. Um, well, in terms of video clips, any, any YouTube search for Father Greg Boyle um, it's mm. well worth it. He yeah. has spoken on numerous occasions, and um, and is, I find him to be very inspirational. Um, there isn't really anything. Well, I just had my environmental ed class watch The Octopus Teacher. Yeah, um, that's a powerful film. And you know, we talked about in the processing that followed in the group processing that followed watching. The octopus teacher, we talked about how to create a sense of awe in young people. Mm. Particularly, um, and this all comes back to Father Craig Boyle in terms of relationship and helping young people find that inspiration and connection to the natural world so they can become part of the, the healing process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seemed very cathartic for the filmmaker on so many levels and the, yeah. the different relationships that were expressed with nature. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd just like to um, acknowledge the 
the influence of the Abenaki people on my recent um, coming to an awareness of the cultures that were in Vermont before the set, the settlers arrived. And um, two folks in particular, Melody Walker and Chief Don Stevens, have been inspirational for me in terms of helping to better understand the role of the Abenaki people and their struggles and their successes and, and the resilience they've demonstrated. So there is a website um, of for Abenaki language. I don't know if there's an Abenaki website, but a YouTube search of Melody Walker. Um, she actually she's um, did a she has a TED talk. So either through TED talks or YouTube, they can find Melody Walker. Well, John, thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your day to share yes. some of your reads and, and movies and organizations that you are currently following and, and listening to. It's really, um, it's really appreciated. And I know that our listeners will, you know, have something to, to look to and to research. So thank you again. Yes. Yeah, thank you, John. I, I could put a plug in for another book and, um, Nikasi, I'm not sure if you read it, but it's called reading with Patrick. I did read it. It's such yeah. a good book. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's about, a relationship of a of a uh, a young woman who joins Teach for America and goes into the high poverty area of um, Missouri. I can't remember the state, but develops a relationship with a young man who later becomes incarcerated, and she maintains that relationship up until uh, up until his release. And it's, again, it's about relationship and kinship and mm. the importance of that in reaching out to others. Yeah, thanks again, John. That's another great resource. I just need all the time in life to <laughs> access, right. to read and, and participate in all these wonderful gifts that we've been given with these little mini casts. And well, I've been blessed to have a job that I get paid to read. <laughs> That's good. And and yeah, I will definitely agree with you that, that um, Reading with Patrick is it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful read, and my experience with it was was super incredible because we um, we were also reading it with um, some folks that are incarcerated at um, oh wow what's the name of the um, the center John in Newport? Uh, Northeast Correctional Facility yeah in Port Vermont yeah and so we got to meet with them and, and discuss it together and it was wow. it was a wonderful experience so yeah John definitely thank you for for highlighting that one and, and all the other resources that you you give to us today um it's definitely going to be beneficial thank you john yeah you're welcome thank you and before we come to a close sterling acknowledges that the land on which we gather places now known as vermont and kentucky are the traditional and unceded territories of several indigenous peoples, the Abenaki in the north and the Shawnee, Cherokee, Chickasaw, and Osage people to the south. We also learn in and from a range of landscapes that belong to other indigenous peoples and more than human kin. As we seek deep reciprocal relationships with nature, we respect and honor the place-based and cultural wisdom of indigenous ancestors and contemporaries. Words of acknowledgement and intention are just a first step. We must match them with acts of respect and repair. 
Thanks so much for listening. You can subscribe to Emergency to Emergence wherever you listen to podcasts. And a very special thanks to Sterling alum Fern Maddy for her musical creations. For more information on how Sterling is advancing ecological thinking and action, visit www.sterlingcollege.edu. If listening has prompted something new to emerge in you, we invite you to share your thoughts as a written message or voice recording, which you can send to podcast at sterlingcollege.edu. Until next time, this is Emergency to Emergence.